But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, we use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, Ole, every day. Casa Ole, Ole! It's Lima Time Time, <clears throat> episode 55. This is a solo show. Uh, Hollywood Patrick, pardon me, Patrick Hollywood McLennan is at a party on a Wednesday night. Like a, a like a watch party, and it's 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 impressive, and I wish I was there, uh, but I'm not because I don't live close enough, uh, and probably wouldn't get invited anyway. Uh, my name's James, and uh, this is Lima time time, and I'm just ready to to just go off because uh, I have some thoughts about you, Darvish, and 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 I want to share them, and I don't think I can maintain this level of anger that I have right now uh, until we record on uh, the next uh, the next legit episode is going to be Monday night after the trade deadline. Uh, but there's just, there's just a lot of things I want to get off my chest. Uh, I want to slap a whole bunch of people in the face. Um, like right across, like right across the eyes. Uh, and I want to pour, uh, bravado spice, the crimson reserve right into their eye sockets and don't miss your opportunity to pick up a package uh, of Bravado Spice, a package, like it, get a bottle of Bravado Spice, uh, you'll like it, because presumably you like nice things, and you like good food, uh, and Bravado Spice helps make that food taste better, so get you some Bravado Spice, follow them on Twitter, at Bravado Spice, they're becoming a big deal, get on the ground floor, um, whatever, I'm mad, I'm so mad, so mad, why am I mad? I'm mad, First of all, because it's uh, 8.17 p.m., uh, and it's still 98 freaking degrees outside. And I understand. I, 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 I have spent uh, the majority of my life in Texas. Uh, my, moved around a little bit as a kid. Not Army, uh, not military kid, but we moved around a little bit. Um, but my earliest memory is when we lived in Texas, and uh, I, went to, I went to high school here. I went to college here. Uh, moved away, came back three years ago, ish. Yeah, three years. Uh, and I and I'll just I'll never. And I swore living in living in upstate New York that when when I know I know what what thirty five degrees below zero feels like, like I know what that I know what that feels like. It doesn't feel like anything. It feels like your your bones are deteriorating on the inside of your body. Um, and your blood is simply being used to try to warm your bones, except it gets chilled. Uh, I've had uncontrollable shaking from being cold. And I swore that night that our furnace went out, and it was 35 degrees below zero outside, I would never complain about being hot ever again. And I'm not complaining. I'd rather it be 98 degrees at 8.18 p.m. on a Wednesday night, than than have to shovel snow, or or deal with with thirty five degrees below zero. And I remember one of my buddies, like when we moved from from Cooperstown, we moved to Nashville. One of my buddies is like, "What's the coldest you ever, uh, what's the coldest you ever felt?" And I said, "Thirty five below." 
And he goes, 35 degrees below freezing? And I was like, no, you idiot. That's, that's minus three degrees. 35 degrees below zero. Like, think of the negative sign. Like, use your brain. So, but but I, I, I'll, I won't complain about it, but I can still be mad uh, that I, I just got out of the shower. I had basically been sweating for, for 10 hours straight. Because like, I, anyway. Uh, I'm mad for a bunch of reasons. One being the heat. Uh, second being that today was the day that my wife and I were supposed to, because our, our wedding anniversary was yesterday, uh, 14 years with the good wife. And uh, the plan was to drive to Dallas yesterday, the day of our anniversary, and then, and then today start, start driving to Cooperstown because we were going to go to Bagwell's induction because I couldn't go to Biggio's induction because I was buying this house that I'm currently sitting in. And I knew, like, we're in the process. Like, I can't spend $1,000 to, to go to Cooperstown knowing that when we get back, we're going to close on a house, and it's, it's kind of an old house and need that money. So I swore, like, I'm not going to miss Bagwell's induction. And here we are. You know I teach school. Uh, you may know that I, that I, I coach a sport. Uh, and the school year got pushed up. Uh, where we start the school year earlier, which means coaches have to I have to be I have to I have to go to work tomorrow morning. Um, so I, I I cannot go to Cooperstown, and that's why because uh, to be honest, like I need I need the coaching stipend uh, to make ends meet because blogging is so lucrative. Almost said ludicrous, but that that actually works as well. Um, so I'm not currently. Here's my Kindle hopefully breaking so I can spend money on that too. Um, I'm not currently in Nashville as was the plan as we made our drive towards Cooperstown. So that's awesome. But I'm also mad about the trade deadline and I'm not mad that the Astros haven't made the move. I'm, they haven't made any moves like none, unless you want to count, um, acquiring Dallas Keuchel, uh, he of the sub two ERA, um, and undefeated record, this season, uh, unless you want to count him as your trade deadline acquisition, which that's a pretty freaking solid trade deadline acquisition. You want to upgrade your rotation, put Dallas Keuchel in it the last weekend in July. <clears throat> not bad. Um, who he replaces, uh, we're not, we're not a hundred percent sure yet. Uh, presumably it's Brad Peacock who can stop, uh, he can stop his voodoo. He can stop his voodoo magic and go to the bullpen his stuff plays better in two and three inning outings than it does five and six inning outings, but you can't ask more from Brad Peacock than what he gave you. That's a dude that almost didn't make the team, but by virtue of being out of options, they held on to him. They didn't want to Dan Straley him. And that turned out to be a pretty solid decision. And that dude stepped up. Him and Fires stepped up when the Astros truly needed them. But I want to talk about you, Darvish. And, and, the, and the possibility of you, Darvish. Then I'm going to get into some questions because I'm about to watch the U.S. play Jamaica in the Gold Cup final. Like, that matters. But still, uh, the Astros were losing when I started recording. And, and I like soccer a lot. And I saw at Stros fan, I know's tweet. Reminder, he's the Brandon Backey of, of Astros Twitter. Uh, that's, one of his, that's one of his outings against, like, the Marlins. That tweet is, is an eight earned run in three and two-thirds innings tweet. <clears throat> Stroh's fan, I know. Actually, no, I met him in person. He's a good guy. 
but he can throw out some bull crap. That was a bull crap tweet. Soccer is not dumb. Soccer is awesome. Um, I want to talk about you, Darvish, and and the possibility of acquiring you, Darvish. The Rangers are terrible. The Astros are not. We start there. The Astros could use another arm because we've seen, what, one start from Colin McHugh so far. Lance McCullers is going through a rut, and by a rut, I mean he can't locate his fastball to save his life. I still think he'll be fine, but still... I want to take you back. I want to take you back a year. Uh, a year ago, the Astros were on the verge of. Uh, they were doing really well. They started off slow, caught fire, but but ultimately, as you know, and as we've talked about ad nauseum on on Lima time time, they they could not dig themselves out of the hole. Partially because it was such a big hole that they dug themselves into, but also because the Rangers uh, are Lucifer. And they traded somebody's soul. Maybe it's John Daniels. Maybe it's Doug Brocale. I don't know. Somebody's soul got traded to the devil. Whether it was, whether it was, whether they knew it or not. Like there could be some dude that's just living the pious life. Like doesn't take a sip of alcohol. Doesn't even know what drugs look like. Um, he's read the Bible twice already this year. He's there every time church is open, but he's going to die and find out that he's been banished to hell because John Daniels traded his soul at a crossroads uh, in Frisco, probably surrounded by strip malls uh, and um, older, not old women, but older women who have had surgery to augment their their cup size uh, to minimize their waistline with lots of chemicals in their hair to make them look blonde. Like I, that, that, that's the crossroad. That's actually the more likely crossroads than like Robert Johnson going to Mississippi trading his soul. Like, like the, the devil showed up with like a 38 double D cup size and like a 31 inch waist, um, in eight inch stilettos, zebra print pants and like a, a throwback Rangers jersey, but they're not really throwbacks because they've only existed for like 40 years, 45 years. That's probably what happened. But that dude's going to go to hell, and he's not going to understand it, and and God in his infinite wisdom and his tender mercy is going to be like, sorry, dude, like there was a trade made, and I, you know, I could help you, but I'm just not going to. That That's, that's, anyway. The Rangers won all those one-run games. Their run differential was terrible for a team with their record, and now it's caught up with them. And now, now the Rangers are in a position where they are facing the possibility, the very real possibility, of, of not making the playoffs uh, with a team that all of their buck-tooth, camo-wearing, belt-buckle with a, a can-opener, beer-opener, Tight, too tight jeans with a blood pressure that's approximately 210 over 150. Like, they, they don't understand it, but, but that's, that's, where, that's where they are. The, the Rangers aren't good. They might, make the, they might make the playoffs. If they do, it's going to be as the wild card team on the road, and they're terrible on the road. So, so they could stand pat and maybe luck into a road game that they would inevitably lose in hopefully hilarious fashion. 
where they don't do anything. And then Cole Hamels is stuck there for the next three years, and or however long it is, uh, with, a, with a team that's not as good as everyone thought they were because they were so freaking lucky that they, they just sort of got away with it. That's where the Rangers are. <clears throat> the Astros, however, uh, are record-wise one of the greatest teams of all time. They have a historically good offense uh, with really good pitching, but but with some holes. Maybe this is reminiscent of the 2016 Chicago Cubs, who despite having the best record in baseball with a strong farm system, they went and traded for Aroldis Chapman. Now, what did they get out of that deal? Because if you remember, Aroldis Chapman didn't do a whole lot during that game seven. Like he sort of was a liability. And that would have been totally Cubs to come into the World Series with the best record in baseball, uh, having acquired the best reliever in baseball, arguably, and watch him blow Game 7. That would have been, that would have been delicious. But they were able to overcome that, and of course the Cubs won the World Series. First one in 108 years. The Astros have not been around for 108 years as we know. However, the Cubs dealt from a position of depth. They knew they wanted to win the World Series, and they got the piece that ultimately got them there. And they had a parade in, I don't know, early November, end of October, whatever, whatever day the Cubs won the World Series. So here's my thing. Because it's a little bit different because the Cubs and Yankees do not play in the same division, obviously. The Astros and Rangers will have to play each other 19 times. But I'm, I'm saying... If you want to win the World Series, or if you want to give yourself the best chance of winning the World Series, don't waste what you've done so far. I know the Astros are currently losing to the Phillies, uh, and if that holds up, the Astros would be 67-34. and 34. Okay, They don't need another starting pitcher to win the division. That's not what they're after. They're not, they're not trying to win the division. They are trying to win a World Series. I hope. Otherwise, God, what are we doing this for? So we need to look at what, what, the, what the Cubs got and what the Cubs gave up. And, and we're going to compare Chapman to you, Darvish. Because I'm, kinda, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little bit tired of, of, of the I don't want to help the Rangers mindset of not trading for you, Darvish. Sonny Gray is a number three. Okay. Uh, a strong number three is 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 good, but is Sonny Gray better than Colin McHugh? And and again, we're we're sort of going back here. Is Sonny Gray better historically than Colin McHugh? I don't know, <clears throat> maybe. But what the Astros and and I I, I did a post on this a few, a few weeks back, maybe not maybe a week back. I don't know how long. Uh, all the days run together until tomorrow when all the days end. Um, the Sonny Gray is not he's – a, he's a really good pitcher. But is Sonny Gray the di- going to be the difference between making it – between winning the World Series and all of us having a parade down Crawford Street uh, or Texas or wherever where the light rail is straight up jammed, which gives, you know – Metro a chance to mow down a few hundred, a few thousand pedestrians at a single time. I don't know. He's good. 
and would would be an upgrade uh, over number four or number five for sure. But is that the is a strong number four the difference between a strong number four is the difference between winning the division and not? But the Astros have pretty much statistical models, projection systems agree the Astros are going to win the division. Like it would take a a hilariously maddening series of miscues and injuries. Hey, like maybe Correa, Springer and Bregman go all, all go down at the same time, but it it would be, it would be historic. Like whatever the Mets did in was 2007, uh, that would be laughable compared to the Astros not winning this division. Anyway, Sonny Gray helps you win the division, but what if the division's already won? Like you are trying to, to beat the Red Sox you are trying to beat possibly the Indians who are dealing with their own injury issues. Boston's dealing with an offense issue. That's not the Astros' problem. Uh, but they're also trying to counter the Dodgers. And the Dodgers got thrown for a loop when they now that Kershaw's down. And they're saying it's sort of like a Correa situation where it's not ideal, it's not going to impact the division, uh, but you don't want to lose, especially with Kershaw, who's had back problems before. Correa's... He's been hurt before, but that is a fluke thing. Like what Kershaw is dealing with with his back, that's sort of, he sort of has a history of that, so whatever. But you, Darvish, absolutely is. That's the closest thing you could get to this season to acquiring a Randy Johnson-type pitcher. And, a, and by Randy Johnson-type pitcher, I mean you acquire Clayton Kershaw. I'm not, you, Darvish, is not as good as Clayton. Clayton Kershaw is, is one of the best pitchers of this generation, uh, and I, I hope the Astros win the World Series with Kershaw in the Dodgers rotation, but I'll take it if he isn't. Um, but, but Darvish would be a game changer. Now, Aroldis Chapman, I looked this up, Chapman threw 42 innings for 42.1, something like that, between the regular season and postseason for the Cubs. All right, the Cubs did not need a Rollis Chapman to win the division. That was already sewn up. That's a similar position that the Astros are in. However, they needed him for for a deep run in the postseason, which is what the Astros are looking for, and Darvish provides that type. Now, Darvish will also, unless something terrible happens, let's let's just say the Astros acquire, they, they agree in principle, we'll talk about the principle here in a second, but let's just say the Astros acquire you Darvish, and he can make 11 starts, for the rest of the regular season, which seems reasonable, 11, 12, there's 60, this is game 101, so 61 games left in the season, Darvish is pitching tonight. So that means if the Astros traded for him today, then there would be, by the time he came up again, there'd be, what, 56 games left? That's 11 starts on a five-man rotation. Then he gets into the postseason, and, you know, he's looking at making one, two, you know, six starts. All right, so let's say that there's 17 starts that the Astros can get out of Darvish. That's on what you would expect out of him, 100 innings. All right, so already you're getting 100 innings of Darvish compared to 40 innings of a reliever. Again, it's a role as Chapman, so he's an elite reliever. He's a, maybe not a great person, maybe a domestic abuser. Darvish doesn't have those issues. Okay, now the Cubs gave up. So, so before I get to that, the Darvish will impact whichever team he goes to far more than a reliever would. Okay, we're not even going to get into Zach Britton at this time. 
So Darvish comes in, and, and now the Astros have to give something up. All right? Uh, Chapman cost the Cubs Glaber Torres, and if I, if I mispronounce his name, I apologize. I bet he doesn't give a crap. But Glaber Torres, who is, uh, according to the midseason rankings, the third best prospect in baseball. So the Cubs gave up their top prospect. The Astros' top prospect is Kyle Tucker. Then they gave up uh, Adam Warren, who has been a reliever for the Yankees, been very good, but he's still like a 29-year-old reliever. Um, I don't see the Rangers wanting to move Darvish for Kyle Tucker and like Tony Sipp as much as you want it to happen. It's not the, the, the Rangers don't need James Hoyt. They have a bullpen full of James Hoyts. All right, so so yes, this is going to hurt. So so my question is, and, and then like uh, a, a dude in high A and a dude in double A. All right, but Torres was the prize, as Tucker is the prize. And maybe they get someone who's major league ready, who's serviceable for you know, 50, 60 innings, if we're going on the Adam Warren comparison. Are the, are the Rangers really Kyle Tucker away from restoring their dominance? I love Kyle Tucker, don't get me wrong. And if this trade happens, it's going to include Kyle Tucker, maybe Martis as well. But, but are the Rangers, the Astros have, the depending on who you look at, the fourth or the fifth best system in baseball. Are the Rangers really two players away? Francis Martis, are, are they Tucker and Martis away from going back on top and having all their douchebag PBR swilling, crown royal, astringent, whiskey drinking ass fans tweeting Count the penance at us, Astros fans. Like, two to one is all that impressive. Yankees fan says 27 World Series. You got I hate it, but you got to respect it. Like, yeah, you, you've only been alive for like three of them, but, but yeah, y'all have 27 World Series. But to get Darvish to go Keichel, Darvish, McCullers, Morton, McHugh, that's ridiculous. And maybe it doesn't work out. But who wishes the Astros had held on to uh, Carlos Guillen and, and Freddie Garcia and John Halama? Who thinks, like, man, 2004 could have been a whole lot different with John Halama in there. Freddie, he, was, he was okay. Carlos Guillen, pretty good. Freddie Garcia, pretty good pitcher. But I don't, no one wants to go back and undo that trade. Not like the Ben Zobrist Aubrey Huff trade. That trade was freaking stupid. But that was a move made out of desperate, like a have to make a move. I don't know that the Astros have to make a move, but it's, they're going to have to, it's going to take some Theo Epstein sized balls to make that move. And while Kyle Tucker will absolutely help the Rangers, is that going to, is he going to be the, what tips the scales back in favor of the Rangers? I don't think so. I really don't. So do I want the Astros to make a trade? I don't want them to make a trade just to make a trade. Like, don't don't give up the farm for Brad Hand, that Padres reliever who, who might throw 30 innings between now and the end of October. Like, don't do that. But if, if you have a chance to pull the trigger on someone like you, Darvish, freaking do it. Otherwise, what are we doing this for? And I understand the 
I don't want to win one World Series. I want to win like 12. I get that. That'd be awesome. But you got to get you got to get the first one to get to the 12. And I don't know that Kyle Tucker costs the Astros 11 World Series. But if he gets that first one, I'm okay. Uh, to some questions before I turn on this soccer game, because soccer's awesome. Um, let's see. Collecting text, is Clint Dempsey a better rapper than Shaq? Yes. Um, I love Clint Dempsey. The, da, 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 Lima time time. Patrick tweeting from his party. Hollywood son of a bitch. Uh, please share with everyone what you think about the moon, eels, and crows. I'm only here to talk about Snake City. I invested all my money, put all my retirement into Snake City. You should be getting that check here soon, Pat. Otherwise, uh, the moon is actually flat. Uh, eels are terrifying, and crows are very loud, and they're scary. Um, a, a crow itself is scary. A, a group of crows, when they're called a murder of crows, that's, that's simply terrifying. Steve Newton. Who sits on the Iron Throne when all is said and done? I pres- I, I'm guessing that's a Game of Thrones reference. I've, I've not watched that show, so I don't know what I don't really know what that means. Uh, Jesus at J A Torres. I like I like you, Jesus. You and I have been Twitter boys for a long time. Uh, is it safe to say this season lacks magic? Like everything that's happening this season is inevitable. We're just watching it play out. It's inevitable in that it's the opposite of 2016. Uh, 2015 was absolute magic. 2016, they bought into their own bullcrap and, and had a hard time when it, when things didn't go perfectly for them. Luno played this off season, like this past off season, like a genius. It's going to take a genius July to, to, to watch it play out. Now, unless you mean inevitable as in like the Astros are going to totally do something that is typical Astros. Um, and then, yeah, we're just going to watch it play out. Uh, he responded a, a minute later, a Zen season, if you will. You know, I'm sort of looking, and this is how crazy, how crazy good the Astros have been. A 17 game lead, uh, and the Mariners lost today. So as of now, and I, I don't know what's happening with the Astros game. They're 17 and a half games up. So worst case scenario, they lose to the Phillies. They're still 17 games up. Um, I'm looking at the remaining. What did I say? 61. 61 games, like it's spring training. Like, just don't get hurt. Like, just get through and get get to when games actually matter. Because right now, yeah, they matter. They're chasing. They're chasing some franchise history. They're chasing some historic, uh, some offensive uh, history here. But but yeah, get to October and get to where it matters. Um, Stros fan, I know I already got you. Idiot. Uh, Jane, who is your favorite 60-year-old female overweight unemployed Astros minor league blogger? Someone hired Jane. If you don't know what if, if you don't know Jane at Jane, J-A-Y-N-E, W-T-H-B, if you don't follow her, then you're an idiot. And if you are in a position where you can hire Jane, then freaking hire her, or I'm gonna come with a uh I'm gonna come with a with a with a forney shovel, and a forney shovel is simply a shovel that I've glued uh, a bunch of Legos to, super glued. So it's and I'm gonna and I'm gonna hit you with the forney shovel, and it's gonna hurt like hell more than a shovel more than getting hit with a shovel would hurt. 
it's it, it would be worse because there's Legos super glued to it. Um, Michael Stevens at Michael S four one nine two. Does the lineup struggle against elite pitchers? That's a good question, and I'll file that away for a future blog post. Um, let's see. Uh, there's a lot of soccer slander and a lot of arguing in my mentions right now about soccer. Um, at Keichel D. Beard, Keichel's Beard, also fantastic. When will you finish your dystopian novel about the bearded one and his lost redheaded love? Uh, soon. I got some, I got some flack for that. So I'm going to, I'm going to get back. It's not done. That story's not over. Um, let's see. seems like that might be it. Those are all the questions and I, I'm sure it's a kickoff anyway. So, so everyone call them your, everyone pinch, put, put, put a set of clothespins, a pair, just put a pair of clothespins on your nipples Shut up and and try to win the World Series. You got to win one before you can win eight. And is the cost of of getting someone like Darvish to get the first one going to eliminate the possibility of winning the next seven or eleven? As I said earlier, no. One one guy is not the difference. It, it took Reddick, McCann, Beltron hadn't done crap. Um, it, it took more than one player to get the Astros where they are now. It's going to take losing more than one player to prevent their success in the future. So win the first before we worry about the eighth. God bless. But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today. Every day. You get a free child's play, we use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Casa 